Welcome to the Pros on Fire podcast, a show for event pros hosted by two renowned DJs. Listen as industry leaders share their stories, wins, and losses to help fuel your fire. Here are your hosts, Troy Adams and Rasis Batsuli. Welcome to the Pros on Fire podcast. My name is Troy Adams, and I am here with the esteemed Rossis Batsuli. Oh, man. He, he, said, he said esteemed. I, I Listen, I'm just a guy that's working hard, man. How are how, how you doing, Troy, man? I'm, glad, I'm doing good, man. I'm glad that we, we're, we're hitting the road running, excited about this new podcast and everything that we're, we're all the value nuggets that we're going to be sharing with our audience and all that good stuff. So y'all, uh, man, I just, I just said y'all. There we, there, we, there we go. I'm originally from Maine, but I'm in North Carolina. Starting it off. Starting it off. There we go. Y'all. Y'all come back now, you hear? Uh, gosh. So <laughs> to our listeners, you're going to learn a lot about us, and you've heard our intro, and you're going to learn more about us as, as we go forward. But the reason why we did this is we love what we do. Uh, we love our community. We believe in community over competition. I mean, here we are, two different DJ companies together on this. I love this. I love this man like a brother. Uh, love him personally and professionally. But we wanted to do this to um, help improve our industry and help connect better with people and engage one another. And so we're really, really excited that we're finally able to get going with us with this. And um, we have some exciting, exciting stuff ahead. What you say, Rossi? No, no, no. I, I, I can't I get my co-host. I, I can't get my co-host's name wrong. Nah, it's, it's, it, nah, it's all good. I, I totally agree with, with Troy. Um, we've been planning and putting in the work to put this together. And we're, we're, both, we're both DJ company owners out of Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh, so that's probably why he said you all or y'all <laughs> instead of you guys. Do you say you guys in Maine? Or is it, uh, yeah, Maine is you guys. I'm from Maine. It's you guys and then i felt that felt very sexist as I, <laughs> all my life it just didn't seem right so it was convenient oh, when man. i came to north carolina and i could say you all um oh, uh, it's uh, so so yeah. so, so we started the podcast let's share a little bit about us and how we got started in the industry djing so what was like let's start it out what was your first gig like, how'd you get started as a dj just let them know your your history Oh man, I'm also a wordy guy, so I'm going to work at keeping it short and sweet um, through this podcast. But first, I'm going to age myself, man. You're going to make me age myself. Uh, We did say, side note, we didn't even know who to go first in the introductions for this podcast, and we just decided we'd go with age before beauty. So that's why I got to talk first, uh, because Rossis, I'm going to get this down, man. I got to get my co-host's name right. I'm just going to call you Big Sexy here pretty (laughs) Yo, Paul. Nah, man, don't call me. Yeah, just call me Cease then. Just Cease. There you go. Rossies. Oh, man. Uh, we really do know each other, y'all. So it's, yeah, but I have this good. fear of getting people's names wrong. So, anyways, uh, story. I uh, got started in high school DJing at, uh, I think I was my sophomore year in college, 16. Had a good friend in high school. And one of my best friends in high school, his friend was doing all our high school dances. And we were sophomores. He was a senior. And when he graduated, he said, hey, I, I would love you all to take over. I'd like to turn things over to you. And we were like, heck yeah. Um, and so that's how I got started. Now, the funny part there is my my best friend who who we started this together, he's the wizard. He's the guy that he works at IBM now. He's the guy that figures out new programs at IBM and teaches the rest of IBM how to, how to use them. So he's the brains. So like he built our first amplifier. Wow. And he's the tech guy. 
and I'm the music guy. And so that's how we got started. And of course, this was back in 1993. So I was rolling cassette tapes with uh, with pencils. And uh, I mean, I didn't even in, in Maine, I didn't even call it vinyl. We called it records. But right. I'm, I'm, there might have been some eight tracks in there. I don't know. Oh, wow. It was back in the day. Eight tracks. Yeah. Old school. That's part one of the story. I got part one. Okay, well, What's your part one? My my part one. Um, I started DJing. Um, should I even mention a year? I started DJing in nineteen ninety nine. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I started DJing in nineteen ninety nine, and I bought a turntable, put it on my dresser, and I DJed on my dresser for the summer. And uh, I was starting a. Uh, I was starting at Winston Salem State. I started my career as a college DJ at Winston Salem State. From there, I was DJing all the parties and went from there to DJing in Greensboro. And then I started working for a radio station out of Greensboro. Um, I started working for 102 Jams. And from there, started doing radio stuff. When you're doing radio, you're going to you know, start doing the concerts or the radio celebrity parties and stuff like that. So that's how I kind of got my start as far as DJing goes. I started before Serato uh was even a thing so i'm I'm definitely with you on the records there uh taking crates and my uh 87 honda accord um to gigs and all that stuff and back then in charlotte they, they had a record store i don't know if you remember uh they had a record store as manifest oh yeah some of my, my djs out there and then they had the um uh, it was a Central Records with my man Lynn. Uh, it's not there anymore, but that used to be my my go to spots for for grabbing records. And once you start working on radio in radio, they start sending you that stuff anyway. But oh yeah, yeah man, that's I started with uh my first eight records because I I wanted to be a rapper. They were real thugged out hip hop records. I think I had Mob Deep, Wu Tang. Nice. I mean, no, no variety at all. Uh, <laughs> early, early, early. I had one crate, eight records, and uh, uh, a lot of support from friends. Uh, shout out from to to my guy Sportyoti. Uh, that was my uh, partner there, and and uh, yeah, man. Uh, without getting too long winded, yeah, man. Started in college, and it, and it grew from there. In 2009, 2010, I was contemplating suicide due to some personal things I had going on. And I quit DJing for about two years, <clears throat> just trying to figure out, you know, what God had for my life and, and what was going on. And uh, in 2014, uh, I picked DJing back up, but uh, it was going to look a little different. Um, I was going to start do DJing weddings and, uh, from there, I, you know, started DJing weddings and I, and I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. DJing corporate events. It was a lot different than the, uh, club scene, uh, a lot more, uh, responsibility and had to invest a lot more money in equipment. Uh, you couldn't show up at a corporate function with a $200 wireless microphone <laughs> anymore. But yeah, it grew from there, and uh, my wife and I at the time we lost a baby, and at that, I think that was the my moment when it was like, you know what, I'm gonna go all in, and uh, I know what life is like in the dark times, so I'm gonna spend my life spreading joy, and, and what better way to spread joy is to you know entertain and DJ and spread joy through events and some of the people's most memorable uh some of the memorable moments of someone's life so without getting too long-winded there it is uh, we started in ceasefire productions officially uh in 2014 but i went full-time 2016 and, and here i am with with troy on the podcast <laughs> making it making it happen so that's oh, a little man. bit of uh, of the story of how we how i started uh well so 
before I before I before I give the rest of my story, let me let me say two things. One one to you, and one to our listeners. That uh, I'm blessed that you're still here, uh, and man, I'm I've 100 believe God put you in my life. And to to our listeners, Rasis and I are both men of faith. Yeah. Uh, wherever you stand in your in your in your faith is is good is good with us. Uh, but we're we're probably gonna work in our stories. Uh, for sure. I'm going to share you something in a second that is one of the greatest stories in my life of how I finally got pushed into doing this full time. But uh, but secondly, to our listeners, I would say, hey, we're, we're DJs and we love what we do. But like I said, we love our industry uh, and we're here to talk about our industry and topics that you all face, not just we as DJs and how we can help us all through these times. Of course, this is our first episode, so we want to let you know who, who we are, uh, but we're, we're both very selfless guys. We're in here um, for you and for our community, and, but we also love telling stories if you, can't, if you haven't gathered that already. Um, but yeah, man, the, the, the rest of my story is just similar to yours. I, I really got going in college, and when I got to college, um, at Elon University in the, uh, up in Elon, North Carolina, outside of Burlington. And um, I just went to every bar. I went to every bar on campus and said, try me out. Give me a job. If you don't like me, put me on a Monday night, a Tuesday night. Like I worked crazy nights um, and just said, try me out. And if you like me, give me a job. If I don't, you're not out anything. Don't even pay me. And so that's how I got started DJing at college and worked my way up and Came the top DJ on campus, and then it grew. I was in a fraternity, so uh, that that made an easy transition to to fraternity and sorority parties, and then yeah. the word spreads, and then school events, and then somebody asked me to do a friend's wedding, and so I did my first wedding at age twenty, a sophomore in college, um, and then after college, I, I've always again, I've always been DJing, I've always had a DJ business, I've always been doing it uh, for a number of years on the side as I pursued other things. So after college, I worked in television and I worked as a golf pro and, but everywhere I went, everywhere I moved, I would do that same thing. I'd go to a bar, a restaurant a club, whatever, and say, try me out. If you like me, give me a job. And so that's how I cut my teeth. That's how I got going and, and learned up and down the East coast and a lot of different styles of music, but more so, uh, learn a lot of different people learning the the hard knocks, so to speak. Yeah. Um, man, as far as DJing is concerned, like you mentioned, no, this is all before the days of, of Serato and virtual DJ and digital music and all that. To me, that made me better as a DJ because yeah. you could not pre-plan your music. You gotta, you got three minutes to figure out what you're doing next. Yeah, you, gotta you gotta go, 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 go. Yeah. Um, and then I'll, I'll leave you with, uh, my story on how I made the leap to full time. Cause I, I respect everyone and how they um you know the people that can just dive all in and say i'm, I'm going in because i couldn't do that i i had a job another job for many years and to me that allowed me to do things the right way yeah. it allowed me to not make rush decisions or decisions based on money because i had another full-time job i had another income and so i could grow the right way but it got to a point where I had two full-time jobs. You know, I was working another full-time job and the DJ business was full-time, but I could not walk away from two salaries. Yeah. Uh, and it was killing me. And, and my wife and I had just met. And so I always, I love this. I tell the story of, I was driving to work one day and I said, Lord, I, I can't, I can't do this anymore. Uh, I, I, this is killing me, but I can't say no to two incomes. I need you to step in. I need help. And I get to work. I'm working at a construction company yeah. and my boss says, Troy, we need to meet. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, I'm getting fired. 
like, I'm getting fired today. This is awesome. Oh, man. And no lie, I go in, I sit down, and he's like, we got to let you go. Mind you, I had sold more more on the books in four months than I had an entire year, oh, previous man. year. So it wasn't that I wasn't performing. And they said, you're, you're not around. And I just had our first child. So I was like, no, child's number one, DJ business number two, this is number three. Yeah. And and great, probably easiest firing they've ever had. But then it catapulted from there. I had a coaching session the next day with a business with some business training that that they had been putting me through. And I called up to say I won't be able to come to my coaching session because I've been let go. And my coach said, "Well, hey, we're actually expanding here, and I I've seen how your life has been transformed and your DJ business. Would you like to come and act as a consultant and help us?" And I'm like, "You gotta be kidding me!" And he was a man of faith. And like all these things just happened uh, that uh, it's just amazing to look back at now. And now here we are. Um, how did we meet? How did you and I first meet? Man, I can't. I don't know, man. It might. Was it at a was it at a lunch and learn? It might have been. Uh, I don't know. It, it, it may have been at a lunch and learn. Oh, I met I, I, some, you know, a lot people were saying a lot. I was already hearing great things about you and you're a genuine guy. And I think someone may have invited me to a, a, a lunch and learn. And to be honest, just to let the listeners know, Troy puts together these lunch and learns. I think it's once a month where he's just educating vendors and dropping a lot of value and stuff like that. These are these are typically during the day, um, and they work great for my schedule. Um, so it may, it may have been then. It may have been then. I, I don't remember, man. Yeah, I, I'm. I remember. All I know is we're here now. I'm oh, excited. Yeah. Uh, like I said, that to us, it's a demonstration of community over competition of yeah. two different backgrounds, uh, uh, yeah. two like two different styles at times, uh, but all with the same goal of even when we talked about our, our brands and our goals of the same symmetry as far as taking care of our people, taking care of our community. So yeah. nah, you're right. Let, let me ask you this. So we've already kind of talked about our experience and, and what we what we've done in the industry, what we're doing. Um, what would you be brave enough to share like one big mistake that you made with everybody? Like that's funny now, but it wasn't funny <laughs> as a as a DJ. Oh man. Well, I'm the guy that when when like when we're in conversation, somebody asks you like your greatest story or like, I'm the guy that you leave the conversation. And I'm like, Oh man, I should have said that. Yeah. That would have been a funny one liner. That would have been a funny story. I'm always too late to the game. The first thing that comes to mind is my biggest mistake. Um, it, the first thing that comes to mind is as a DJ, um, is that what we're thinking? Is that yeah. what? Is yeah, that, could, I mean, it could be DJ business. We got different people. Listening. I wish I could think. I wish I could think of my biggest mistake as a as a as a business right away. No, I can tell. I can come back to that. Was my first business name was absolutely terrible. But that's a whole uh, other. That's a whole man, other story. Whole I don't know how I got business with <laughs> that name that story right there. But we'll come back to that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, first, first, mis first mistake with my greatest fear as a DJ is, is, and I'm sure for any industry professional is to mess up somebody's day. Gosh, that's my biggest fear. And one time in 20 plus years of DJ, and it almost happened where uh, I learned a lot about organization. There were a lot of back and forth on the first dance that they wanted. Um, and, and I had different folders. This is to do now folder. This is the to do later folder. And I just wasn't as funneled and organized as, as I am now and have learned. And so 
thankfully though, I always have a catch all in place, but so I'm lining up the bridal party and we're getting ready to welcome them in. And I always go down through with my bridal party and confirm, this is what I have for our music. This is what I have you dancing to for your intro song, for your first song, for your parent dances, if you're doing that. And so I said, okay, this is what I have you guys doing as your first dance. And they're like, oh no, we, we changed that. We emailed you about that. And I'm like, okay, well just give me a couple minutes. I can go quickly. I can go quickly switch it out. And they're like, no, no, we were in between two songs. Don't worry about it. And then I said, okay, well, this is what I got you dancing to your, um, with your father too. And she was like, yes, that's correct. And I said, and this is why I got you dancing to your mom. He said, oh no, we, we changed that too. And it was like to the live version, like the seven minute live version of a song obscure. And I said, I can go find it. I can go find it. And, or we can just push dances back a little bit and they decided to push their dances back. And so it all worked out. I'm glad it worked out. It was still that feeling of Man. like, oh, this is probably not. Um, I feel you. This is not how it was supposed. Was, now again, it worked out, and it, we, I made fun of myself. We, we later on the night, I got on the mic and said, "Y'all, this was supposed to be their first dance, but their DJ, I don't know who he is, kind of messed it up a little bit, and so we're gonna have another little moment." And it, it worked out well. I know there's a worse moment than that, but no, 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 no. I'll save it no, for. No, no, I understand. I, I definitely understand. I, I think one of mine's is that when I first started doing weddings, and this is before we launched Ceasefire Productions, where I was just taking weddings that club dj trying to do a, you know some weddings trying to figure it out i didn't i didn't understand nothing about wireless microphones at all and uh we have rented i'm not even gonna put the place on blast we rented some microphones from a place here in charlotte and uh and i'll tell you what kind of microphones no nah, i'm not gonna do that because i don't want the brand to reach out and say oh, blah 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 but these mics were terrible and i kind of knew that but i was like nah it'll be all right for the ceremony and i remember my wife was with me at the time uh we didn't have any assistance at the time this was like ceremony starting and you know every dj is waiting to hear like and I want to say DJ, like we're running the sound for the ceremony. Well, as soon as you hear the pastor or the wedding official start talking and the sound sounds good, you're like, okay, everything sounds good. Yeah. As soon as he started talking, oh my gosh, talk about static dropouts. And I'm not talking about like the, not the subtle, like, shh. I'm talking about like the, oh my gosh, like. It's such a distraction. Everybody's turning around and looking at me. And I'm sweating. And it's an October wedding that was supposed to, I guess they assumed it was going to be cool outside, but it's scorching. I'm so nervous that I pick up I pick up the table <laughs> and I try, to, <laughs> I try to go closer to the ceremony. But I'm about to pull the plug out the wall and everything. Oh my gosh, it was it it was embarrassing for me because all you hear is the whole ceremony. All you hear is static feedback and all that. And it's been there's probably been one or two weddings, and I and I'm not exaggerating. Probably one or two out of my whole life where I may have forgotten, you know, some things that were pretty key. Uh, so and when I say forgotten, like some certain certain add-ons. Um, I'm sure the the planner, uh, the particular planner, is like, "Yep, I remember that." <laughs> oh, I can I can tell you stories. Uh, uh, thankfully, and again, I, I'm sure if I go back, I probably I probably buried it in the back doors of my memory that I have to go back and and pull some out because uh, I know there's some stuff there. I know some stuff. I've experienced some stuff that my team has went through. Um, one thing it's funny you say mics that, that people don't realize all the little intricacies of, of mics. Yeah. So my, one of my worst experiences was, and, and side note to, to all our listeners listening, we want you to share with us some of your worst experiences and your worst stories and things that have happened for me. 
at a ceremony, just like you. I sound checked before. Mike sounded great. Everything was great. We had a singer. I was miking up the pastor and we had a singer. Everything was great. And then then the the bridal party got held up. They were taking pictures off site and they got held up coming back. And so everyone got back really late. And so I didn't have a chance to do that last minute with the pastor and, and just double check on everything. Uh, and there was nothing I could have do. Like they, I, what happened is actually, they actually helped their limo didn't show and they had to take an Uber. They all had to take an Uber. This was, they were taking pictures in downtown Charlotte. They had to take an Uber back. And so everything's running behind. So it's go, go, go. We get started. And as soon as the pastor starts talking, there was a videographer. That was the other thing. There was a videographer running wireless. And so I didn't have a chance to compare with him what frequency he was on because uh, he was gone. He was, he was never on site with me. And so the wedding starts, he hits on his, he's got his wireless running for his recordings. And all of a sudden, it's conflicting with mine and pastor's mic is popping in and out. Everyone turns and looks at me. Like you said, like that worst feeling, everyone's looking at you. What's wrong with you, man? And you're like, no, you don't know. No, you don't know. And then to make it worse then the singer who I'd previously already told, Hey, your microphone is on. Your microphone is on. Just start singing. What does she do? Instinctually, she hits the button and turns it off. And so she turns around and starts looking at me and I'm like pointing at the button. Like it's, it, you, you, uh, oh, it's just that like, and, and you take the blame. And so, man, I would, uh, we definitely we, have to have a whole episode of stories from, what, from wedding pros. Well, the, the good thing about it is that like all that is in the past and, and we definitely learned some hard lessons. So I think one of the reasons why I asked that is that like sometimes with some of these podcasts, everybody's sharing and just even with social media, everybody shares the shiny you know, we did this, we did that, all that great stuff. And we want to kick off the podcast just being transparent. With, oh, yeah. Even with us. And, like, we're excited about the shows that are coming up. And I know, like, tours, we're coming at the end of the show. But I think me and Troy were talking about every show. We're going we're, we're gonna to leave you with a takeaway, something that we got, a lesson that we learned. So, you know, you kind of see that we're, we're students, too, even though we're, we're interviewing uh, some of these experts and speakers and all that good stuff. So looking forward to rocking it out this season, season with the Pros on Fire podcast. Troy, I don't know if you got anything else. I know we can keep going as two DJs that have a microphone. <laughs> uh, exactly. Well, hey, I'll give you my takeaway. Okay. I'll give you away my takeaway from this as far as getting started in business that um, it's so much more than yourself, meaning uh, especially if you're an entrepreneur, entrepreneur and you have that entrepreneur mindset of I can do this, I'm going to crush it is I quickly realized. I can't do this by myself. It's a team. Every wedding, it's it just like we were talking about. Every with you know, if something goes wrong with the videographer uh, or, or with anybody else, we're a team. We're in this together. We have to all do this together for all of us to take care of our, our take care of our people and have the results we want. So I think that's something. That's my takeaway of no matter what. It's team. It's team. It takes other people. It does truly take a village. Right, right. And I, and I think my takeaway is just jump in and do it. I, I think like uh, when me and Troy were hitting record, it was like all the planning was like, oh, man, like we're, we're doing it. We're hitting record. 
Uh, so and it, and it feels good to kind of get the ball rolling and all that great stuff. So whatever it is that you know you're looking to do and you know you're planning and all that, planning is great and it prepares you for it. But you're gonna come to a point to where you just gotta take that leap. You gotta take that jump. And the leap may be going full time. The leap may be you know applying for that job that may not pay you as well. But you know this is your purpose and your passion. Um, so just take that leap and take that jump because you can plan. Planning is a very key. I do not want to you know make planning small planning is huge but you still gotta take the jump jump in the water turn the switch on take that course go back to school leave school and go well let me stop because my my <laughs> son may listen to this and be like dad you said papa you said it he calls me papa but uh yeah that's why i'm at just take that jump take that leap make it happen let's do it 100 agree with that Heck, our listeners don't know that just just to get started with this, we recorded that intro three times because I mispronounced my co-host's name <laughs> wrong do. the first time. And yeah, we should take do. the leap. Do it. Awesome. Just do, do it. it. You won't regret it. There we go. Well, it's been an honor, Troy, man. Appreciate you, man. Great show. Looking forward to more shows. Let's do it. Let's do it. Y'all, if I did it, dang it, I did it again. I said y'all. Anyways, <laughs> hey, please jump on and leave us uh, leave us some comments. Yeah. Uh, subscribe and let us know what you want going forward. We're excited yeah. to be here with you. Let's do it. Appreciate y'all. All right. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Pros on Fire podcast with Troy and Rossis. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast and visit prosonfire.com for more information.